Hey guys, welcome back to the Shooters Roll. If you haven't been to our channel before, we talk about all things basketball. We're talking about old school basketball uh, versus new school. Uh, so if this is just you, stay tuned. Uh, we're going to get into it. Uh, I've got two guests with me today. So I've got the three-point bomber from the West, RJ. How are guys? How's it going? Yeah, yeah, good, good. What's going on, boys? Excited today? Ah, oh, man. The, the bait's always fun. So <laughs> let's get into it. Okay, so 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 disrespecting this clear, you're, you're representing old school like I am. Old school uh, all then, the way. Yeah, and then our next guest... Andre, um, a, a guy that uh, I coach in the under 16s, and now he's in his 20s. It shows my age. <laughs> What's up, Andre? <laughs> Say hi to the hey, audience. Man. Hey, when you introduced me, uh, I thought you were introducing me as a three point bomber, man. I was getting hyped up. You know. <laughs> Ooh, another bomber. I love it. I love it. No, I, I basically call you the, um, the shy three point bomber because I kept on telling you to shoot, but you wouldn't shoot. <laughs> Because you're a team first, you're a team first guy. So I, I value that um, that attribute you have. You're always looking for the better play, not for yourself. Oh, very smart. That's a good. That's a good game. So we the first one is style of play. So old school is usually grind out, and new school I guess is fast. Everyone wants to score, right? I'll start with you, Andre. Um, which one do you think is better? Well, obviously, you stop, like you got to upbeat the pace. Like, let's be honest, we watch games because people are scoring. Like, who's going to watch a game where you're only scoring, you know, sixty to eighty points a game? It's going to be low. The stat sheets aren't going to be good. I don't know. If you watch the pace on the new games, the ball's rolling. It's all you're keeping entertained. Um, you know. Everyone touches the ball at least. Everyone's getting more opportunities. So it's not just for the big players, I guess. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Uh, we, just, we just got Kang and his son joined the podcast. Thanks for coming, guys. Can you hear me? Sorry, I'm late, man. Can you hear me? Uh, all good, man. All good, man. We're all, we're all basketballers, you all usually come late. I can hear you, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we're just talking about, I guess, the first topic is... Um, uh, the basketball in terms of the style of play. Old school is slow and new school is fast. So, Aja, I'll come to you, Ajay. Please uh, give me your thoughts and debates about old school versus new school style of plays. Well, with, with, with the new school sort of play, you can only run uh, as much as you can until it sort of it has to sort of play slow ball. Uh, old school ball pretty much has to be well, see your matchups, uh, see where you can sort of take advantage of those matchups and, and take a good high percentage shot. And I thought this, the way it is these days, it's pretty much the, the three ball majority of the time and score with, uh, in less than eight seconds or less than 10 seconds. So for me, I prefer, you know, running the ball up the half court, seeing where the defense will lead you or seeing the, 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 mat, the mismatches and scoring pretty much where where you know wherever there's a hole in the defense to me like it's very strategic uh very an analytical uh and also playing smart 
um, it's not just running with your legs, not just sort of, um, you know, running 100 k's an hour. I mean, that's fun. I get it. Like, it is, it is the most exciting type of ball. Uh, but you can't play that ball way to play ball for 48 minutes. You can play ball, uh, but to be smart and to sort of take advantage of your your weaknesses and, and take advantage of your, you know, whoever's got more fouls or that. I mean, to me, that's the essence of basketball, and that's why re that's the reason why I got into it in the first place. Cool, cool. And um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just just let um, let's get let's get uh, Kang and I guess old school, uh, and then I'll I'll get your son Kang to 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 um think about why he likes the new school of gun and gun. Okay. For me, my question would be, are we talking about the NBA or are we talking about specifically, you know, our comps? Good question. Um, that we used let's, to just, um, because... let's just talk about, um, I guess, uh, NBA. Let's push it to the NBA to, to be more specific. So if we do push it to the NBA. I still think that the NBA still play a very structured style of basketball depending on the team again you know you've got your running guns um obviously with warriors who play the way they are now very three ball heavy they will i mean we take we kind of argue that they don't play defense but they do it's just that the fact that you know they are outscoring their opponents as opposed to old school where we're trying to stop the opponents and trying to slow it down so we're getting you know i, I remember growing up games never really got over 100 because everybody played defense and everybody used the shot clock, all that sort of stuff. So, so yeah, I, I do think that if we're talking specifically about the NBA, you know, they, it really depends on the teams. I mm. think there's still a lot of teams that play old school yep. uh, and, and run the clock. Um, so, yeah, in that, in that aspect, I, I feel that there is a lot of media attention that shows that the game okay. is a lot faster now. Stop sitting on the fence, Kang. Pick a side. Pick a side. <laughs> In regards to look, NBA. I, I enjoy, no, but I enjoy watching it either way. Okay. Like the new, the new school of playing is still good. But the, the reason why the NBA has such high scoring games now is because the league has changed the rules in regards to that. They want the 120, 140. They don't want to see the slow half court, you know, running plays. It's for the entertainment. Um, entertainment, yeah, yeah. It's for okay. entertainment. That's what it comes down yep. to. Okay. I mean, I, you know, as you get older, you, I love watching the Spurs play. They play a team game. You know, as yeah. much as, you know, we enjoy watching everybody else, the purity of watching basketball is watching the team play. And I agree sure. with RJ. Come down, you watch the defense set up. You, you know, you watch the holes, you create the holes, you know, and you play like that. Yeah. But um, the, difference, that's, the difference now as well, oh, sorry, yeah. the difference now as well, they don't take pride in defense no more. Back in the day, we mm. take pride in shutting people down. We yeah. take pride in blocking people. Now yeah. it's just, let's go over 100 points and oh, that's fine. But, but, there is a lot of fun. People don't really know, but there's a lot of fun in shutting people down. Let's just go, if you shut down a person that scores over 25 points per game and you get him under 10 points, if you look at that, you go, dude, that guy got shut down. It's like, but people don't really understand like 
But that, to me, I was like, man, he got shut down. He didn't play his game tonight. And he wasn't struggling. He scored 10 points, but he got shut down. Or that guy mm. got blocked. He blocked like five blocks. Like, wow. That, for me, that's still exciting because it's like, oh, dude, like he just got denied. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I see basketball. Um, that's why I, I back old school. Okay. Sorry. Let's, let's, let's uh, go to the uh, youngest member. Uh, Evan, what are your thoughts um, with NBA specifically? Do you like watching slow games or fast games? To be honest, I'm not that sure because it's more fun to watch them strategize, but also just to let them just do whatever they want out there. And just, I honestly don't know. That's cool. That's cool. You, you still make up your mind because you're, you're so young. You've got a lot of years left in you. <laughs> so, Andre, rebuttal. Oh. I was just saying that basketball, like the new games, you still have to play strategically. You still strategize. You still look for mismatches. You still do everything the same, but you're just operating it at a faster pace. It's how you catch people off guard. It's how you create these situations. Um, and mostly this is all happening because we've got more diverse players. Everyone's expanding their game. You, you know, you've got stretch players now before that wasn't the thing. So... You know, it's part of the game. It's just evolving, that's all. People become, I don't know, it's becoming more efficient, I'd say, in a sense. Yep, go ahead, I'd just say. And in a sense with that, with, with the game today, it's almost like a positionless basketball. Like, you can say, you can say the still centers and power forwards and small forwards, but now it's almost positionless. The one team we're talking about here is Houston. They've taken that step to a whole new level. Yeah. Uh, let's let's get uh, a bit more into it. So, specifically, right? Uh, post play, like you think about the I guess '80s and '90s ball. Uh, you get guys like all these, like superstar Hall of Fame centers, Shaq, Olajuwon. You know, they, they the whole game was based on them. And their teams, they were the center point. Uh, and now you have um, stretch fours like Kevin Love and and Draymond playing the fives. Um, Thoughts? Uh, I'll start with you, Kang. Do I, I miss watching post plays? Honestly, do because um, you know the 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 tussle down low, you know, um, being able to overpower your your opponents, that sort of stuff. The physical side of basketball, I think, is also something I miss. You know, um, when Jordan had to come in and fight over five guys who are sitting in the key, you know, with the rules in regards to the three second defensive rule, it's kind of taken a lot of that away from it. Um, mentally as well. I think you had to be mentally tough to, to be able to play in the post, even as a guard, or even as a center or come through the key. Um, so I definitely miss seeing a lot of that. Uh, to me, also the, the new style probably is too similar across all the teams now. Like everybody plays quite the same and everybody's looking for the, those type of players. Um, whereas, I guess before, when you had post plays, everybody had their position, everybody knew sort of their role and everybody had to play that role in order to, to have the team be successful and win championships. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's sort of the way I see it. Cool. Evan, have you got... Um 
Um, have you got any views on, I guess, I don't know if you saw, can, have you shown your son Shaq? Have you shown him post-play? <laughs> so Ebony, I think I've seen it before, yeah. Maybe just a little bit, but. Okay. You've seen the Jordan documentary, so. Yeah. You've seen the, you know, what Jordan had to go through in terms of. Did you like watching that Jordan documentary or do you like the NBA now? I guess okay. that was more exciting to me because you get to see the backstory to how he worked so hard just to get the six championships. Okay. Thanks for your thoughts, Evan. Uh, I'll move to uh, Newsku. Um, Andre, thoughts on um, post play versus stretch fours? Look, like I said before, it's just evolving. Everyone's developing new skills. Like, if you're just a post player now, you've got nothing much going for you. You're just doing one role. That's it. But if you, you can expand your game, you can, you're not just trapped to that one area. You're not just trapped to that one position. You're able to uh, do more things. Like, we all know, like, back in the day, you'd leave all the centres and all that at the three-point line, you're not even going to bother marking them. Now everyone's a threat. Everyone has the ability to score no matter where they are. It's just bringing diversity to a team, you know? Um, so I guess no matter what rotation you're on or who's marking who, you still everyone's still a, a big threat. And I think that's pretty good. Like, I guess in old school, you would see someone standing out, you wouldn't bother guarding Shaq out there. He didn't even shoot his, he didn't make a single three in his career. Or well, made one. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Jack? Yeah, to what Kang said earlier about how, you know, you missed the post play and yeah, you, you have to be physically, you have to be mentally tough too and, and be mature about it because if you think about it, if you're in the post and getting constantly hacked, you know, you're going to click almost on the next position because you're going to want to have to Glock someone in the face because they just keep hitting you. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, and the roles now, they're all overlapping, if you think about it, too. Like, look, the, the main person they're talking about, what I can think of is Dwight Howard. I mean, that guy never really shot threes before. No team really wanted him because he was limited. But now you can see, especially in practices now, he's even expanding his three-point shot. It looks mm -hmm. awkward, but he's expanding his game to suit the modern game, you know? He was a massive threat back in the day. He was like, without a doubt, if you could look at his game before, it was a Hall of Famer because of what he did. He was just, if you're within within that sort of, um, that, that sort of where his lane is, you're not gonna get shot up, he's gonna get it. So yeah, like old school all the way. Sorry, I'm still gonna go back old school. <laughs> Any rebuttals guys to that? Well, I'm just saying that new school basketball is still very physical. Like, you got AD who's averaging close to, what, two and a half blocks a game and whatnot. Like, it's still all there. It's, I, I know what you're saying, like, Prime Dwight was a beast, no doubt. Um, but I'm just saying just because people have moved towards the outside doesn't mean they've lost what's inside. It's just that they just do more everywhere else as well. They're just not limited. That's all. Look, I think, um, you know, with, with all these new school guys, they grew up watching 
Michael, you know, um, watching a lot of guards. None of them kind of knew that there would be six, six foot, you know, nine, ten, seven foot, and have the skills that they have as a guard. Like that's, I agree with Andre. That's a natural progression of, you know, um, when they started, who they looked up to, and how they sort of uh, geared their game towards that. Um, what I think for me personally is that I feel like the old school guys are actually a lot mentally tougher. I'm not saying physically strong, you know, you know, the new guys are athletes, you know, they are very strong. Um, you know, they do all the regimes, all that sort of stuff. And they spend a lot of time getting big and strong and healthy, but from a mental aspect, it, I feel like old school guys had to, you had to mentally prepare yourself for war every night because you knew that the rules back then was like, if you didn't get hurt, it wasn't really a foul, even in the NBA. A blunder foul. <laughs> That's no, right. I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, that the guys in terms of, I'm not calling the new guys as, as a cop-out or anything like that. I, I deeply respect them. But I think that, you know, to go through an 82-game season, around the time when Michael had to go up against all these different centers. And that's the thing, like you, I find it very difficult to find a center right now. By the, you know, by I suppose our old school definition of what a center is. Like he can shoot threes, but there's still no actual center. AD is, but AD is also quite vulnerable in terms of injuries. And I don't know if that's because of the way he plays, but I don't remember guys, you know, like your David Robinsons, your Patrick Ewins, those guys, um, the, the physicality they endured every single night and, and um, having to go up with a lot of different centers, whether that, that made them more mentally tough in my eyes. Like a battle every uh, night. It's a battle every night because you, you, you're going up against Shaq, you're going up against Olajuwon, you're going up against someone else. There's, it, it, there's always a Hall of Famer waiting for you. And then, yes, you know, like, I think um, Bogut said that once he came back from the Golden State um, uh, and started playing for the Kings, um, like, his body healed up heaps. Because he, he didn't have to go against seven-footers, like, like in the mm. NBL, like he had in the NBA. Just constantly having that massive body against you constantly. It just wears you out and it wears you out mm. your career. So, cool. Let's, let's uh, look at the next one. Uh, we Let's look at defense. So, I guess for old school... Um, Defense was a key, right? So, uh, in the 80s and 90s basketball, if you held a team down to 80 points or you know, lower, then you usually end up winning the game. But uh, new school these days, um, it, it's all about um, offense because offense sells tickets. I'll start with you, RJ. Thoughts? Yeah, offense sells tickets and offense will win you the game. Kind of. Defense wins you the game. But like I said before, to my point, um, again, not knocking new school, uh, but, you know, pride in defense was massive. It was massive. And because um, that's what we took after. And then when we, we would also apply that on, on the court when we play, even with, with our friends, you know. So, yeah, defense for me, I kind of miss that because it's, it's one of the most exciting things for me when I watch it. Like I said to you before, when someone gets denied or when, when someone shuts someone down, it was great. Like, it was like, oh, wow, like, it's, it, you're on the edge of your seat. Um, I'm not saying that they don't play defense now, but the level of defense and the physicality that they played 
back then was intense. Like before, if you get like if you get smashed, it's like well you're not really gonna you you probably get suspended, but it's not automatic. But now, if, as soon as you touch somebody, suspension is already on the cards. You know what I mean? So that's where I sort of I miss I miss the game because it sort of pushes you to the max with your with the with the physicality with with defense. Now it's pretty much a, it's a touch foul. So it's like oh, you know I kind of miss that. That's what I miss in the NBA. That's why I keep watching old school games still to this day. Andre, outnumbered here, but um, yeah. <laughs> let me hear your thoughts. Well, when I'm watching basketball, I'm here to watch basketball. I'm not watching UFC. I don't want to see some guy get knocked out. You want to, you want to protect the players. You want longevity out of the players. It makes no sense you know, for it to be like they put rules in place for a reason. I know it's changed the game, but you know it's probably better for the players as well. So, you know... Like, I don't know how to explain it, probably. Um, That's cool. Do you want a second to think about it? Yeah, give me a sec. Uh, Kang? Yeah, I agree with RJ. I mean, you know, um, watching teams get shut down and teams winning championships because they were a strong defensive team. You know, like Detroit was a great defensive team. Um, Bulls. We're obviously a great defensive team. The Rockets were a great defensive team. You know, the Spurs were an amazing defensive team. Like, you know, you imagine going out against like uh, Tim and Dave Robinson. Even now, I think it scares the shit out of most people because those two guys were phenomenal defenders. Especially because um, the, the the game back then, Kang, was, was more about driving to the hole and getting twos rather than just selling for threes, so. It was definitely a task to have no, those twin towers waiting for them. We still had amazing shooters back then too. But I think offense wasn't revolved around the fact that, you know, we can shoot threes or, you know, we're sort of trying to stretch the floor a bit more. And I think that's sort of what's happening now. And also with the shot clock and, and the speed of the game. Like Andre said, you've got to make faster decisions. But if you're, if you're a great shooter now, your decision is to put up a shot. Um, you know, the, the argument with uh, James Harden, I mean, he's a phenomenal offensive player. And people will be talking about, you know, the way he, or the lack of defense and just the fact that he's more focused on, um, on scoring and, and you know, having all these achievements. Taking nothing away from the fact that, you know, to score that many points over that kind of time is phenomenal. Um, but you sort of don't feel like he's a complete basketball player. Yeah. Uh, and that's just the impression I get. And again, like teams like Houston and, and the Warriors, taking nothing away from them, but it doesn't feel like they're a complete team where they're outscoring you, but they're also shutting you down at the same time. Um, it's more, you know, I can outscore you, so I'm going to win because, you know, I've, we've got these lethal shooters and that sort of stuff. So... Um, from the from that aspect, I, I really miss old school, and you know, I agree with RJ. It, it seems to, I guess, growing up, you feel like watching that sort of game where there's two aspects to it, and the teams who win are the ones who conquer both sides, not just just the fact that the, that one team can outscore the other team. So, cool. Evan, offensive defense. 
don't know. Depends what kind of player you are, I reckon. <laughs> Man, you can't go senior three and nine by just playing all defense. True. Just saying. Yeah, but you don't. But you don't go seventy three and nine and lose the championship. Wow. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, guys. Facts. Like, I, again, it's just, it's just one of those things where the argument will always be forever that you go 73 and 9 without playing defense, that's fine. I'm not saying that the Warriors don't play defense. I'm not saying they're a bad defensive team, but they're not defensive dominant. Mm. So they're not going out there saying, I'm going to shut you down offensively and defensively. With the old school guys, you have that. Like these guys will come out and go, I will outscore you. At the same time, I'll shut you down. Whether we're up 30 points, I'm still going to shut you down. I've seen the Bulls do that to the yeah, Sonics. All 12 guys, all 12 guys. Not just two or three guys, but all 12 guys. Yeah, but even if I'm up by 40 points, I'm still shutting you down. Like that's the mentality that they have. And that's sort of why I, you know, I feel, yeah, we talk about 73 and 9, but come the finals, you play defense to win championships, right? 72-10. Sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Um, so we'll look yeah, at uh, a couple of things. We'll, we'll look at the next bit. We'll so. go back to Andre. See, he's still... Andre. Andre. I kind of forgot. Man, I'm, I'm too slow. <laughs> Andre. Thoughts, Andre? Do you say RJ or me? Uh, Andre. Sorry, my bad. Andre. Andre. You, bro. Um, no, I, I had my go at this. I, I don't have anything to say about that. That's cool. I've already cool. Yeah, I, I think we, we, we've uh, mentioned a lot of things, I guess, on court. Let's uh, talk about things, I guess, off court. I guess um, fashion, um, NBA, um, in the NBA, celebrity, um, and and I guess shoes, right? So let's sum it all up together. So in old school NBA, they pretty much wore anything to the game. Like there was no dress code or whatever because and now in the NBA, they have a dress code where you have to wear a suit or you have to be in some sort of like business attire. Uh, shoes, uh, either well, I guess was black or was white. Um, and they you got colorful ones during all-star games and finals and, and, and whatnot. So... I guess I'll start with um, RJ. Um, thoughts about shoes, off-court, and I guess right. celebrity, being a celebrity and social media. Uh, your thoughts on should it uh, stay at old school, like you do your things in your own time, or you like it as, as it is today, everything's in the media? Well, that's kind of a mixed uh, review with that one because with shoes, it, that... I, it can be anything now, pretty, pretty much, because the NBA will actually benefit from that too. So let's just put on, let's just put that in, uh, in headlights. In terms of fashion, okay. From what I've analysed, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Any one of you guys, that's fine. It is what it was before, but when you said you can wear anything, but when the anything means is that it has to be decent. Remember, there was a dress code when Ireland Iverson was there, but then the dress code got applied when he was playing. So he could no longer wear the do-rags, the jerseys, the gangster gear. But then if you think about it, it was only really targeting, that, that rule was targeted towards 
that one type of profile or that one type of fashion. I mean, look at, look at Russell Westbrook now. He's just wearing, I don't know, God knows what he's wearing. You yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is, dude. Like, every time I see him, I'm like, dude, what are you wearing? Are you wearing your wife's clothes? But, but, the, but the thing is, but the thing is, yeah, I would say it, that dress code was only applied to gangster gear, really. Because back then, they would pretty much rock up in anything, even plain t-shirts and jeans, and no one cared. They can do that now. It's the same thing. But when it comes to gangster gear, that's when the NBA has a problem with it because it's an image thing. It portrays the NBA promoting that sort of lifestyle. So that's, that's what I can see. Mm. I, I agree with RJ there. It's because, like, the NBA has developed and they grab so much attention and they're a big influence on a lot of communities. So therefore they have to protect that image by doing certain things, making sure people have these dress codes in place and they don't brand themselves uh, incorrectly. Or, yeah. Cool, but um, do you like, for me anyway, I'm, I'm basically going new school on, on, the, on this question because I actually like that um, all the players are sharing their feelings and their thoughts. I guess about uh, pretty much everything. Um, this is this is what we live for. Like if Jordan has social media, it would be would have been awesome. Like see him just drop the mic on everybody. He's just you know if anyone talks back to him, you wait till you get on court. He will wipe the floor of you. Like I just imagine that. You know what I mean? So 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 Andre, do you do you like the new school, or the old school in this in this aspect of um, I guess shoes, um, social media, and, and also fashion. Social media is good. It gives everyone an insight to how that person actually is, like their personality, their quirks, what they like. It gives a good opportunity for all these insights Um, uh, with shoes and everything like that. Like, it's just advertising. It hypes everyone up. Like, LeBron advertising his stuff. Like, you you know you want his stuff. I don't know. Like, you're not going to say no. Like, it's, it's pretty cool. Evan, thoughts on this? Old school and new school right there? I think with shoes, I mean, hasn't it just come around full circle? I mean, Jordans are still the, the majority streetwear these days. Um, just the re-releasing of his, his old school line has been huge. I mean, people are lining up for that. Um, in the NBA, remember Kang so. in the NBA? Like they used to have a, um, uh, either you're black or white. And it was only like the last couple of years where they actually yeah, allowed again, more now. But Jordan kind of broke that mold as well. Um, it's an evolution of the game. I mean, I, I agree with Andre. Like, it's great to see insights into NBA players, how they think, what their views are. You get to know them as people. Um, whereas before, you kind of just, you know, they were almost, um, especially Jordan, it was almost like a hero. You know, you kind of looked at him and kind of realize that he was um, living on a pedestal, whereas now you you almost feel like you can tweet or, or message LeBron James and he may actually message you back if it's the, if he sees it at the right time, you know. If, so you, message is, KD, uh, if you message you KD, he'll message closer, you back. Yeah. <laughs> you feel closer to your, uh, you know, to your idols, and I think that's great. Um, but in terms of fashion, I mean, I only remember a short period where sort of Jordan made sure that everybody wore suits because he wanted us to be, you know, basketball players to be more professional. Mm. But that's sort of come around now because I think they're still wearing whatever they want now. 
uh, to the to the stadium. So, so again, it's um, to me, it's almost come around in a circle. Before they were wearing whatever they want, they went through a period where they wanted to be professionals, and the NBA wanted that image. Um, and now it's kind of you're your own person, you have your own style, you can display it. I mean, Russell Westbrook is is one of the perfect examples of wearing whatever he feels like. Um, and everybody sort of caught on to that. Even with the press conferences post-game, like they're still wearing whatever they want. Um, and it's just about projecting your own image. So I don't see anything wrong with that. And with the shoes as well, you know, on that point, there was only really one person that had like at least three or four colorways in the one shoe, and that was Jordan. Now, almost every player with their type of shoe has at least three to four onwards. There's always, a, there's always three or four or five more stories with each shoe. Back then, but Pippen only had one colorway, two colorways. Barkley had the same thing. Now you got KD with like five different colors at least. Kyrie got a five or six different colors at least. So now it's really evolved in terms of the shoes. But it would have been better, to be honest, back then if they actually had that option for them because that would have actually built the shoe empire for them too. But the only person that really had it was Jordan, if you think about it. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, it's better that way. You can customize it to however you like. Sure. Look, I mean, it's it's also probably costs a lot less now to do the different colors than it did back then. Um, you know, production, all that sort of stuff. It's it's just the, I suppose the way the world progress progress obviously creates makes it a lot easier and cheaper to do those sort of things. And everybody wants their consumers to be a little bit more closer to, you know, being able to customize what they actually want. You know, you, who, who'd ever think that you'd actually have the ability to put your name on the shoe? Right. You know, yeah, and Nike ID did that. Okay. You know, and that, that, was, that was pretty cool, right? Everybody would like that. Um, yeah, I got one for my never... son. It's, it's <laughs> good, dude. It's so cool, man. When you see a little baby rocking and customized Nikes, whew, it's nice, man. See, with us okay. old school, we overcompensate, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. You don't have the other stuff. I mean, my, my son's been wearing basketball I've gear got, since. Like, four, four different shoes. But he's, <laughs> I remember the tiny Jordans that, like, when he was born, you had those tiny Jordans that I still, they I had know. babies. Um, I still you know. have one. Uh, and they, they still rock all the basketball gear now. Um, at home, so it's you know we've as adults I think we've over overcompensated for our kids a lot. Definitely, definitely. Um, but the, I mean that that sort of brings back to you know um, the the, uh, the fashion side of it. Like we, it, it was very hard for us to get the the, the jerseys, the shoes, all that sort of stuff. We yeah. So you end up just going, okay, well, I'd love my kids to wear all this sporting gear because. I never got a chance to do that. And yeah, we had Rebel or Kmart. Now they've got like under the table deals too. <laughs> Back of the trucks. You got friends of friends. Man. So, so gents, um, yeah, it's been great uh, today. Um, just talking about old school and new school. Uh, it brings back a lot of memories, I guess. Seeing Jordan, thinking about Jordan, thinking about Shaq, thinking about all the great power forwards out there. And uh, thinking about all the great players we have now. Um, Steph Curry all the three-point specialists, stretch fours. 
So Andre, um, any last thoughts on, I guess, what we discussed today? Um, not really. I'd just say you got to embrace change as everything comes and goes and appreciate it while we've got it. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, this, this, this day and age, um, yeah, appreciating basketball is, is, is one major thing that um, he's taught me in the last couple of months. RJ? Yeah. I agree with his point, especially now, like what we're going through. Fucking, I've, I haven't touched a basketball. Uh, the best I've been is fucking NBA 2K. So fucking, I really miss the game, and uh, I really appreciate it when it comes back, no matter how it's run, you know. But still to this day, I still run old games for me because it's just, I don't, I, don't, I just, I just miss it. You know, it used to be on, it used to be on every Tuesday, Wednesday night, on normal TV at about 11 o'clock. Now we have to sort of, you know, go to YouTube or we're going to have to go to get a box. Sort of get, yeah. yeah. Or hack into sort of uh, some sort of um, system to sort of play. But yeah, man, basketball is basketball. I still love it. I see, bro. Cool. So I hope everyone enjoyed the topics for today. Uh, if you've got any questions or any things you want to clear up, just make sure you message us below in whatever social media you're seeing us on. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, and of course, YouTube. Until next time, see you later. See you guys. Have a good night.